The soundtrack to your life. This week's Workplace of the Week, uh, I've come to a company that you may recognise, you may know, you've seen the brand everywhere. Uh, They're actually the company that are sponsoring the Middlewich Christmas Light Switch On, which we'll get round to in a few moments' time. But first of all, let's have a name check for the gentleman sitting next to me. What's your name, sir? My name's Thomas Walsh. And what do you do here at SP Energy? I'm the District General Manager for SP Energy Networks covering Mid Cheshire and Warrington. Okay, so some of the folks that might not know... They may, you know, obviously they get their power from you and they pay the bills to you guys, but who, what do you do? Who are you? Okay, so it's important to try and get across the difference between Scottish Power and SP Energy Networks. Scottish Power are, are our, our holding company, um, however, SP Energy Networks is what operates and maintains the network here in the Mid Cheshire and Warrington area, as well as the wider SPM area, which is uh, Merseyside, Wirral, North Wales, and Mid Wales. Okay, so if you can, uh, I'm picturing a map, so it's, so what area do you cover then, if I'm looking at a map? Okay, so we cover as far north as Southport, uh, if you run down the northwest coast into Liverpool, Wirral, uh, cover the North Wales border right around to um, Port Maddock, Aberystwyth, coming back up mid Wales, um, picks up Oswestry uh, around south of Nantwich, crew um, up the M6 we cover Nutsford, Mobley um, and then we just touch on the south of Manchester airports. Wow so it's a pretty big area then. It's, it's a large area it's probably half of the northwest yeah. Wow so if you could put a, a figure on the kind of population or the ha- households that you supply power to could you do that now or is yeah. that just a... Yeah across SPM we cover 1.2 million customers. That's a lot. <laughs> wow, they're a pretty big organisation. So you're based here in Middlewich. Have you been in Middlewich all, all the way along then, have you? Yes, SP Manweb have got a variety of satellite depots. Um, there's headquarters in Prenton in the Wirral. In Mid Cheshire, uh, we've got our central depot in, Middle, in Middlewich. Uh, we also have a satellite depot in Warrington. Uh, Middlewich, we've been here for a number of years, um, albeit it was once upon a time more centrally focused. What we're trying to do now is get out into the districts and uh, liaise and coordinate with our stakeholders um, so we're closer to the heart of the community. So when people uh, are sitting at home and the power goes off, um, do they immediately go, oh, SP Energy, do I need to ring them? Do I need to email them? What do they do, first of all? What they should do is call 105. So that's that's like your emergency number then, isn't it? Like, for example, 999 would be for an emergency service. Yes, indeed. Um, Some might call us the fourth emergency service. The lights go out, you call call upon us. Uh, 105 will um, automatically get you to the um, closest geographical location, uh, therefore pointing you in the direction of SP Energy Networks. In this building here in Middlewich that we're sitting in at the moment, I expected to walk in and it looked a little bit like the RAC screens everywhere, like a great big control panel. I don't see any of that here, so why is that? Uh, <clears throat> the control centre is based out of Prenton, um, for varying reasons, uh, coordination and probably security. Um, as you can imagine, there's a, a huge requirement to ensure the uh, sustainability of our network, so we're trying to do a lot of these things centrally. Um, in districts, we look at how we can serve our customers more effectively. Um, so we leave a lot of the control mechanisms uh, centrally based. So Tom, what you're saying is, obviously it's not the case where somebody, for example, in Southport, power goes out, um, they have to go to um, that particular area to, to go and try and fix it. Yes, we've got regional um, functions. Um, we've got a lot of centralised functions, such as our control centre, um, 
which allows us to coordinate um, our integrity of our network uh, to allow sustainability uh, and keep the electricity flowing 24-7. Locally, we um, actually operate and maintain. We use the information that comes from centre to allow us to physically operate our network with the individual engineers that we have here locally. So any particular day where nothing's really going down, there's no bad weather, everything's ticking over nicely, how many people have you got out in your vans, in your uniforms, grafting away out there in the public? We've actually got a variety of workforce out there, ranging from jointers who repair um, faults that occur, as, as I mentioned earlier, 24-7. Um, we've got linesmen who climb the poles and fix overhead lines. Here in Mid Cheshire we've got a, a differing network to other areas where we've got more of a hybrid network. We've got a lot of overhead lines, probably 60% of our network, and then for the other 40% being underground. Rely on a supply chain partners who come and do the excavation for us. Uh, they free up the ground around the uh, cables that need repairing, and we use our resource to actually repair and operate the network itself. Um, I, I did hear a story from some of your colleagues a little earlier on the day of this recording um, that something happened somewhere. So you uh, 2K uh, branded cabin and you were giving out bacon butties to the public. What, what was going on there? Yeah, so <clears throat> occasionally we, we do have uh, major faults uh, which have a huge impact to certain communities. In, in this instance... Um, was Frodsham only last week, um, where we had a number of customers off supply for over a 12-hour period. So what we did was we deployed Basil Volti. Basil Volti. Basil Volti, <laughs> yeah. Um, quite intuitive name. Um, it's a facility that allows us to deploy a vehicle um, to start engaging with the community so they understand uh, what's going on. Uh, so if someone returns home from work in the day uh, and all the lights are off, there's no street lights on, uh, they can't operate the kettle to put a uh, make themselves a cup of tea. Um, <clears throat> this is an, an opportunity for us to communicate with the locals about what's going on in the area, what sort of times we'll be looking at being off, but also how we can um, feed them, how we can give them hot drinks. Certainly our vulnerable customers. Uh, we're aware of our vulnerable customers in the community and we make sure that we give them the support that they require. Um, some may need medical support and we make sure that we facilitate that accordingly. So I'm hoping, I'm praying for a power cut where I live then because I'd, I'd love a free bacon butty. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important to dif differentiate uh, Scottish Power Retail from SP Energy Networks. Here at SP Energy Networks we are working on a, a, what we call an ED1 regulatory period with Ofgem, Ofgem being our regulator. Um, during that ED1 period we've got an obligation to achieve certain outputs and those outputs will allow us to modernise our network and operate and maintain our network to the standards that Ofgem and our customers require. Certain areas uh, within our Mid Cheshire area do require quite significant amounts of um, modernisation. Um, I don't mind saying Nutsford, Mobley are two of those areas. Um, and there are certain areas in the south end of our patch around Crewe, Wistaston, that also need uh, modernisation. Um, and these are because over historical regulatory periods they haven't had the correct level of investment or, as is the case in Nutsford and Mobley, we have grown our geographical area or the demographic in that area has changed, which has led to physical area of Nutsford growing but the network not growing with it. 
I think that's an important message to get across, that we're doing our utmost with our communities to um, raise the profile of what we're trying to do here and what, what, uh, where we're trying to invest our monies in order to make our network sustainable. Um, that's to avoid these faults happening, avoid us holding up traffic in the roads, avoid us spending money where, uh, we can, we, where we could spend it proactively and avoid reactive spend. Nobody wants to be held up on the way to work in traffic lights, me included, but unless we get in and modernise these cables in, in the certain areas that require it, um, we're not going to be able to stop that happening. So we do have a strategy and we're working with the local councils and working with the, the uh, government in order to get in and modernise these networks as where we can as best possible um, to, to avoid um, disruption to customers and indeed keep the electric electricity flowing 24-7 around Cheshire and Warrington. Tom, it sounds like a really, really bizarre question, right? But you supply energy to houses, businesses all over the, your your patch, right? What about these new electric cars? Because um, they're going to be draining off people's houses and whatnot when they're charging them up and when they go to fuel stations. Well, where does all that sit? Electric cars is actually a, a very timely topic actually um, we've we work with uh, something called the Ener uh, the Cheshire Energy Hub uh, the Cheshire Energy Hub is a group of businesses um, industries that have got together to work out the best strategy for Cheshire and that's the wider Cheshire area all the way out to Chester and Ellesmere Port right across to the east side of Knutsford Mobberley into Alderley Edge um, <clears throat> and Macclesfield and what, what we look at is um, from an electrical car point of view is what does the customer want? Does the customer want to charge the car at home or do they want to charge it en route to work, en route to the local shopping centre, like to Cheshire Oaks for example? So what we did is we, we, we got together, we put a strategy in place um, which allowed us to try and bid for funding from uh, national innovation uh, funding groups which will allow us to position um, strategical points in geographical areas charging electrical charging points whether that be on terrace streets in Liverpool or whether that be in shopping centres such as Cheshire Oaks or indeed um, critical junctions around Os Oswestry area. If people pull up at a traffic lights they can't jump out and charge a car up can they? No absolutely not so it's about understanding what people's wants and needs are so certain wants and needs for, for one customer might be I, I do it on the way to the shopping centre. I go into Sainsbury's and I charge my car in there. Um, another person's might be, I, I do it at home. And then if people are doing it at home, it's, it's challenging a different behaviour. Do people want to do it when they get in at six o'clock? If they do, when they're cooking the tea, you're going to need a significant amount of reinforcement to that property to allow the actual property to operate on such an electric demand. The other thing I'd like to mention is uh, we work in, or historically we've worked in uh, a very male orientated business from an engineering perspective uh, but the world's changing we as a business have changed uh, we encourage uh, all diversities to come and work at SP Energy Network should the opportunities arise whether that's female whether that's different ethnic groups hi Rob how are you doing all right I'm good thank you yes so what do you do here at SP Energy um, I am the resource manager for the district uh, so basically one of my uh, tasks are to recruit externally for apprentices uh, to replace our aging workforce for example so you have uh, people who come to natural retirement age and then we will recruit on the back of it uh, with apprentices and then train them through a robust training program for three years and then get them out back into the field building overhead lines 
underground cables and substations, etc. So where do you recruit from? Do you recruit from school leavers, college, university? Or maybe people who want a change of career? Can you do that halfway through life? As well? 100%, yeah. Um, so we have avenues how we recruit. So we recruit via colleges, um, through word of mouth, um, and also through people who have been a builder, plumber, an electrician in it working for a different company um, so we we run a scheme called the adult craft trainee scheme so basically that is a um, one of those trades or somebody that's worked in another health and safety type industry uh, can come into the business and to have a, have a two-year training program to reach a an overhead linesman or to be a, a a cable jointer so there'll be a strict uh, two-year training program for those people um, but for the apprentices we go to colleges we go to South Cheshire College we go to uh, Future Tech in Warrington um, and basically we're trying to uh, pluck key young people young enthusiastic people who want to become um, overhead linesmen underground cable jointers and electrical fitters etc to replace the, the, the natural attrition in workforce that we've got going forward so where would you put somebody, for example, let's have a little role play, Rob, if you don't mm-hmm. mind. Yep. Right? So I'm 38, I've had enough of playing the hits. Okay. I feel too old to be playing the hits and Ollie Murs, right? I want to go work for SP Energy, where would you put me? I've got no qualifications, all I've done all my life is played records on the radio. Okay. <laughs> That's so, a good one, isn't it? Yeah, that? yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if you had some sort of... Um, if you've done all your, your working career as a, a DJ, say, for example, but you're very good at DIY and you, you're good with your hands, you've got good hand, hand, hand-eye communication, uh, coordination, sorry, um, you, you know, we would give you the opportunity to go through an interview process, a recruitment process, and if you did tick the boxes, we would try and recruit you into the business to, be, to turn you into what you dreamed to be, <laughs> which, was, which wasn't a DJ, yeah. which was uh, the, the cable jointer. Wow, fantastic. So how many apprentices do you see, uh, say, on a yearly basis then? Um, currently, uh, we recruited, for 2018, I think it was two adult craft trainees and two apprentices in 2018. Going forward into 2019, we're looking at probably doubling those numbers. Again, the age profile of the district. Um, so ideally, we're looking at probably uh, recruiting four adult craft trainees in 2019 um, and for possibly more um, apprentices. So the adult craft trainee programme is a two-year programme and the, the apprentice programme is a three-year programme. But at the end of that, those programmes, they get the same result, basically. Somebody must be listening to this now, somewhere in Cheshire, and it's ju- you just dropped a massive penny there and just gone, do you know, I'll tell my niece, my nephew, my son, my daughter, my brother... Mm-hmm. Why don't they go down that route? Because they might be sitting at home not knowing what to do with life. So where can, do they contact you directly or do they go through a college or an education centre? Um, well, ideally, if you have a look on the uh, SPNG Network's website uh, and go into the vacancies and opportunities, it, just, it does actually specify all the, the programmes that we run, so the adult craft trainee programme, the apprentice programme, and even a graduate programme, so you, you can get people that are at university, etc., who are coming to the end of their university that don't necessarily want a, a hands-on apprenticeship, but they can have an engineering apprenticeship, which, which could lead to... Um, engineering opportunities within within the northwest shall we say rather than just specifically middlewich 
Rob, thank you very much for your time. No problem, thank you. Okay, Andrew, what do you do here then at SB Energy? I manage a team of delivery engineers um, and project managers who ensure that we can maintain supplies to customers, add new supplies for new customers onto the network, for new businesses that want new buildings, um, and also help in the reinforcement of existing network for um, upstream works on the network for larger larger connections, larger uh, buildings, and also from generation point of view as well to ensure that the resilience of the network is maintained. Fantastic. So, let's talk Christmas lights. <laughs> so what are you going to be doing at Christmas lights then? So obviously Silk 106.9 myself is on stage hosting. What are you going to be doing then? We're going to be just simply trying to get that message out. Um, I think most people know Scottish Power. They probably might not know SP Energy Networks. and They've seen the vans around. We're driving around. We're trying to maintain people's power. Um, we are the people that, as I say, we're most visible. Um, and we're, we're working hard to ensure that, that those lights stay on. I think, no, it's just, it's just the time that we can get. It's, it's a great opportunity for us to be involved locally. And I think too many times, um, Scottish Power, SP Energy Networks, as we are, are seen as such an aloof sort of organisation. You know, how do you get in touch with them? What do they do sort of thing? We're, we're there. We're in the community. Most of the guys, well, all the guys that work here live in the community. So you're, you're operated by Cheshire folk, for Cheshire folk, folk in Cheshire? Knowing with the local knowledge of Cheshire, Cheshire folk and the Cheshire network as well. So we've, we've got a better chance of fixing anything that goes wrong. We've got a better chance of creating new network and new, uh, new connections for people as and, when the, as and when it comes up sort of thing because we've got that local knowledge. Fantastic. De decentralised. Thanks very much for your time, Andrew. No worries. Thank you.